0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 25th of March. It is a Thursday. It is Dream Theme Thursday, 2021. Here we are, 530 in the morning in L.A., and I did want to let you know I will not be here tomorrow, and I don't know when I'm coming back next week. We kind of have, we had a, a big snafu in the illness, and um, I don't even know what to say. I mean, yesterday when we got back from doctors, I I came home and I was just so mentally exhausted. I I fell asleep through dinner and never got to working out, never got to doing anything. I just couldn't think, and I just had to crash and reset somehow. But um, just from tomorrow, and, and then I'll keep you guys abreast of things, During the week of next week, I hope in the earlier part we are okay. But I did want you to know, um, so today I have a dream from Maria. And, you know, there's always that one dream that you read and you say, okay, we've got to talk about that. And this one is, dear Nadia, please, if there is time, my husband just had a dream. He was with an old friend visiting a small village in Egypt where the houses on the outside are covered in mud as they do in those villages. My husband approached one of them and with the car key, he scratched a little bit on the surface of the wall. Then a bit of the metal tip of the key broke and stayed inside the wall. He said to himself, oh no, this happens to me for taking, is it the mick out of them, or it's M-I-C-K, the mick out of them, or the mud out of them. This is God punishing me. Looking at the broken key said, now how am I going to use the car if the key is broken? He went to a welder to fix it, wondering if it would be possible while he was looking at the broken key, and he woke up. End of dream. Thank you so much. And I know, Maria, you are in the chat. What is the word? Let's just see. Uh, Like me taking the people seriously. Like me not taking the people seriously. So here is an interesting thing about our histories. Sometimes we go to places that we know that people are living a certain way. When we go to small villages, small things, it means we, our own selves, are, are emotionally very intimate. We may not be big talkers, but we're big feelers. We feel a lot because small villages, everybody knows everybody. There's a reason why they are there and not somewhere where nobody knows anybody especially in, you know, I know Egypt is like North African, which is actually my heritage, but turns out Sudanese, as I found out. I still don't, I just did not see that coming. But you go in and they live a certain way and it's okay for all of them. In that intimacy that he feels, he also likes change. He likes growth. He wonders, well, why are people stuck and then he got stuck there with them because nothing is as it seems so he finds out that you know I got stuck here why look at how these people are living in this small village with mud on their houses let me see if I could just kind of Tap in a little bit. Oh, wow, God, you must be punishing me to keep me here. But it's not about God punishing him. It's about him not wanting to be in that environment. You ever hear of someone who's claustrophobic? They don't want to be in a small space. But once you get over the fear of being in that small space, you can actually see it and you can see why it works and how it's working. It's not the key that's broken, paradigm of what we think that's broken, which is the key, ironically, to what we think. When keys are in a dream, there's always change in the person's mind, and it's a good change because finding a key is like an answer right, I got the key to that, I can get in, that was the key to that question, that was the key thought, you know, we use the word key as an open door, so what looks like punishment in a dream is really that you have unlocked a part of yourself and now you want to explore, I always take it back to weight loss and weight gain. When we get when we find our code, our key. You know, how does how does it work cuz everyone gains and loses weight the same. We eat less, we exercise more. But how we do it is actually very different because our bodies respond differently to different things, to exercise, to how we eat, to when we eat, to why we eat. And so we find a way that works for us. And once we break that code, once we break it, we have a lifelong solution. And you may be talking to someone and say, well, the key is, and you tell them, I eat earlier in the day, I sleep earlier at night so that I eat more while I'm moving around. Well, that's great for someone who sleeps earlier in the day, but that doesn't work for someone who likes to stay up at night and sleep later in the morning. So the person who's later may do things completely differently and eat different foods because you're awake at different times of the day. So he himself is finding himself and he's being super realistic about how fragile that newness is, like that little town that all he did was tried to scratch something with his key and the key broke. Think about that, how fragile our growth is. Because it is not easy to accept our growth. Our growth, like, gets in the way, right, especially in the beginning, we're like, oh yeah, that's good for one or two days, but I'm not going to do that forever. I'm not going to exercise like that all the time. Well, you could. Why can't you? You finally figured out what works. Why are you going to sabotage yourself? And that's the fragility. Now so we want to change our minds once we get there because we find more comfort in the old ways. So the key's in his hand, and he's saying, ah. Oh, Sorry, broke the key. Got to go back to who I was. But instead of saying that in his dream, he went to go fix that key. He said, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me fix this. Let me figure out why I'm, I'm sliding back into old ways when I really, really do. My intention is, To go forward. The hardest thing for any of us to do is to get where we want to be and then stay there. And then approach a newer growth and then a newer growth. Yes, I want that job. Then you get the job and you're like, oh my God, this is really scary. This is a lot of responsibility. No, I'm going to go to another company and get another job that's like my old job because I'm comfortable. Or you have a company and you need a really great marketer and then you interview people and you get one that's great. But then you're threatened by their capabilities and you're scared that they're going to be able to take your job so you don't hire them when you need them. When we find the key to what we're looking for, a lot of times we find a great excuse to push it away. But your husband is saying, no more excuses. He's finally hit that intimacy with himself. He's finally gotten to the point where he's asking the right questions. Start asking the right questions. What happens? The right answers start showing up at your door. They just start showing up. And then it's your choice. Do you take that answer? Do you work with that answer? Or do you throw it back in the drawer, close the drawer, walk away and pass it by every single day? What do you do? How do you face the fragility that comes with change? Because I don't care what anybody says up and down the spectrum of how far people go in life, they all hit that fork in the road of change. And we either accept it or we reject it. And then go back and start saying, but I really want this to change. And now you know you're lying to yourself, right? So now you don't feel good and you think, why does everybody else? Well, it's because when they were at that fork in the road, They made a decision to take the road of change. That's why. It's never about what we think it is, is it? It's never, ever about the change. It's about our tolerance of change. Can we take it? Here, let me let me break my key. Yeah, I got the answer. Let me break it. Instead of thinking the key broke, the bigger question is why did I put it in a position to break it? Did I want an out? And then go back to that fork in the road and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't want the out. I want it to work, and now I've got to fix it. And look at how much longer it takes to fix something than it is to just, Do something. Isn't that the truth? When we go back to that fork in the road, after we've changed our mind, after we've decided that, hey, I'm going to do this. Now we have to fix what we've done first, and then we can do it. But there's something to that because it's telling you, hey, I really want this. It's not a joke. I can handle it. I don't want to play games. I don't want to pretend that I don't care. I do care. Wow, I really, really do care. And then you start realizing you care about a lot of things. There's an open door. There's an open door when we take the road of change. Because change, and we know this deep inside, once change hits, it keeps on hitting. Start feeling like, hey, wait a minute. wait a minute, this change is making me think different. This change is making me want this. And wow, I'm seeing stuff I never saw before. And it was always here. It was always here. Look, I've walked past this every day. I never saw that in the window. Look at that. Look at the detail in it. Because once we start to see the detail in our mind and once we start to see the detail in our hearts and we start to scratch that surface exactly from the dream, start to scratch it, ego comes in and wants to self-sabotage you and take you back to what you were before and saying, "Oh, you don't want to grow. Go back to your comfortable life. No one will know the difference, not even you, and you don't have to think about all of this stuff. And you're like, yeah, you know, that actually kind of sounds good. Does it? You know you don't want to do it. But ego, you know, it has a good story. It comes in with, like, this comfort solution that looks like it's your best friend. But his dream is telling him his voice, his own voice, is louder than his ego. That's why he went to fix the key. Because he's willing to drive the car. He woke up fixing the key. So that's telling him that he is in process phase of his life. And this time, he is making a conscious decision to grow. And that growth may be anything from just wanting to have a different routine in the day to maybe what he's eating to maybe what he's thinking. Because whatever he's growing away from, he's already learned everything he can learn in that spot. And sometimes we will learn everything there is to learn and never leave. We just rinse and repeat every day. And some people are happy that way. I mean, I've met so many, and I don't know why, maybe it's because they're the people you see that work in companies all day, but mail carriers who have started when they were younger, now they're, you know, older than my age now, and they'll say, I worked for the post office for 40 years. Because it wasn't the job they wanted, it was being outside and still making money, still having, you know, it sounds funny, just like a forum, you know, a place to do that and still feed your family if you can. Most of them were single, most of them were men, and most of them were vets. That was the one consistent theme through them. And they were perfectly happy. But most of the time, there is that part of us inside our heads that knows what we are capable of, that knows that whatever we're complaining about today, it's just an excuse to put ourselves off, and it is looking for an answer. The problem is, the real question is, may I recognize the answer once I find it? May I act on the answer once it's there? And if I try to sabotage myself, may I catch myself And fix it. And keep going. A great filter question. Before we sleep. Would be. Once I chose. The road I was going to take. And once I got to that fork in the road. Am I still on it? Or did I take myself off it? We don't hit easy places, and we think it's going to be. We think that once we find an answer, it's going to be easy, but he visited old, he was with an old friend visiting a small village. That means he got deep inside himself, the old friend being him. He was going with his old self, and he was going to leave that village with a new tool. And that new tool is his will. And a lot of times, and I know we think this, everyone has thought it. I used to think it, obviously prior to seeing Christ, but I used to ask God, why everyone else? was getting the things I thought I wanted and I wasn't. I didn't know what I did to not deserve the things I was witnessing other people get. I didn't know what I did to deserve being the divorced person amongst all these people that were married in two-parent families. Or what I did to marry someone who was capable of treating his entire family but starting with me that way. But now, (laughs) hindsight, looking back, I had to go through that to see Christ. I had to find out who I was in the hardest part of what I had to face before I can accept the next change and then the next change and then the next change. What does it say in Origins of Truth? One change has to happen before another can. And right now, in your husband's life, current time, he wants to fix what was broken He wants to face his life. He wants to take away his excuses. And he wants to go on. He wants to explore. A lot of times when somebody is ill, and I know this is, you know, I don't know if this refers to your husband or not, but I'm watching it live time. You go through these phases, you go through these active illness times where somebody's ill, 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 Ill and you're like fighting it, and you're going to go back to normal, and your whole goal is seeing still who they were before they got sick and trying to get them back there. Then over time, the illness becomes normal. We learn to live around it. We now It's, it's been there so long, we have a routine. Right, We know exactly what to do, exactly what to eat, exactly when to sleep, and every day is maintaining. So now we're all living to support the illness. And then you have another bout where things start changing and you go to the doctors again. Only this time the person who's ill is thinking differently. They're like, oh, man, any more changes. I won't be able to move. I won't be able to walk. I won't be able to eat what I did. I'm not comfortable even in my sleep. What's going on? So now we're asking questions. So in that time, I kept saying to God, you know, this is still going on. Why? I want to know why. What are we supposed to be learning here, because everyone in the family's learning. The kids are learning. The people are learning. The friends are learning. Everybody's learning. But in a way, we are all supporting cast to the person who's ill's lessons to be learned. We're not done until we're done. And so is God punishing the person who's ill with the illness? No, you came here to learn, and you are learning. You may be learning things about yourself you never paid attention to, but was part of what you came here to learn. So a lot of times people will get a dream like this that means so much, a key-turning dream, a life-changing dream. It's like, I've accepted everything. Here I am, naked to the world, naked to myself, and I'm not going to let myself go back with what I've learned. And that, by the way, happens a lot more as we get older and a lot of times when we are fighting something because the fight now has been awoken. And you know it. Many times people who were CEOs or running things, if their illness allowed them to go a little further in their thought and they were still able to write or something will write and tell people, hey, don't worry about the things that we're taught to worry about. The only thing that matters is your family, your friends, the people you love. Because what happens at the end of the day, all that stuff goes away. And we start learning, even though we look like we're just laying there or sitting there. We can't move or we could move, but it's painful or whatever it is. And we start thriving. We're like just feeding off of these feelings that we have been holding off. Waiting to one day have when we had time. And in a way, it's sad that it takes that, but it's beautiful that it takes that. That you get to feel the stuff you've put off feeling, and now it's like, well, what have I got to lose? And it's easy to say that when we're doing fine and saying, ah, another day, because we believe we have another day, right? Right? But in truth, that's if you ever hear anything about today is the day, today is the day. Why not allow yourself to feel what you feel or see what you see or scale back to just what's important? It's never been about stuff. It's never been. And unfortunately, We don't see that until the stuff doesn't matter and our health does. Because we're so programmed to chase stuff. But nothing feels more invigorating than being able to walk on your own, exercise on your own, eat on your own, sit with the people you love and communicate on your own because the value of life turns out to be the key of life the value of life turns out to be the key of life and we can say it all day long but until we get in a place where we're willing to accept that we will not even know what that means It'll be a great saying, great quote for the day. But when it's a thought that you believe, that's it right there. This dream is a very beautiful dream, a very empowering dream, a very, I worked really hard in my mind to get here, dream, earned dream. Dream. You guys, I love you all so very much. Please send prayers for health. And I hope to see you sooner than later next week. I love you guys. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.